Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Man's Jiu Jitsu Podcast. Now guys, just before we get into the episode, just going to give a brief word to our sponsor. This episode is once again brought to you by the Tape Lab Company. Now guys, if you've been training Jiu Jitsu for any period of time, you're going to see people taping their fingers. Now, little did you know that it's not just because it looks really cool and makes you look like you actually know what you're doing. It's to prevent injuries and stop your grips and your fingers breaking on you and, you know, having that needless joint pain for no reason. Uh, guys, I train mostly nogi, but I still find a lot of value in taping my fingers to keep, you know, to keep the machine well around it, if you know what I mean. Now, it's not all just about taping your fingers to look cool. You can also tape your ankles, wrists, and most of your joints to look cool. And if you want to find out how you can tape any problem areas, such as, say, your elbows at you, you can look them up on Instagram, at Tape Lab Code. They have a whole bunch of tutorials about how to tape your joints properly to, you know, fight knee pain, ankle pain, toe pain, or even carpal tunnel syndrome or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you want 15% off any of your orders, over 15 euro with Tape Lab, use code HUMANZY15. That's HUMANZY15 for 15% off checkout. Guys, this episode is also brought to you by Ground Game Ireland. Now guys, if you're in Ireland and you want quality gi, no gi, MMA, or even casual apparel, be sure to check them out and use my code HUMANZY15. Also, Humanity 15 for 15% off any orders over 60 euro. Personally, I'd recommend their ranked rash guard set, guys. It's very nice, it's very sleek, it's very breathable. You know, washes very easily, and guys, you know, has a really nice design. Plus, you know, you gotta, you gotta show off the fact that you're a certain belt once you get promoted. You know, ever since I got promoted, I've been on a real uh, ranked rash guard kick, if you know what I mean. So guys, that's Humanzy15 for 15% off any orders over 60 euro. Thanks again to Ground Game for sponsoring and supporting the podcast. And guys, hope you enjoy the episode. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Humanzy Jitsu Podcast. And today, I'm joined by the CEO, CFO, COO, and of the NYO. Man, I couldn't even strip through that fucking right. Fucking Josie, Josie Wellstead. What's up, Josie? Anything right? Yeah, so like I said, guys, you guys, we're 114 episodes in. If you don't know, I'm terrible at intros by now. You, you only have yourself to blame. You know, you were asking for it. You know, like, come on. Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking out. So how's it going, Josie? Like, we have the new. What's it? The we have the next event. It's the weekend after next, right? Yeah, yeah. We're only like what 11 days away. Yeah. Scary. So yeah. Doing, doing good, doing good. A few last minute things that need sorting, but other than that, all good. Mm. Sure, it's the third event. So, you know, if, if you don't have every single little thing down by the third event, like, come on, come on. Can you even call yourself a promoter? <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly just like, um, like if we have dropouts and stuff, it's it's that sort of stuff. Everything else is pretty much nailed down now, which is nice. And that takes the stress out. But yeah, like you get, like with any show, injuries and stuff like that. Um, slightly different for us because we're all it's an all women's show so we've had people pull out due to finding out they're pregnant before and stuff so that's another thing we've got to factor in um, so yeah it's crazy mm. you know would they not want to compete even more seeing as they're pregnant you know then win while they're pregnant and then you know be like oh yeah uh, you know when, when they're showing back their footage of when went to their kid when they're when they're older it's like yeah you see see this match you were in my belly journey so yeah <laughs> Just no knee on belly. Just no knee on belly. It'll be fine. Yeah, guys, if you do knee on belly, you're DQ'd. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Sorry, dude. Uh, that's probably the. I think that's the first baby killing joke I've made in this podcast. I think it's. Uh, that's... God, I never said baby killing. Like, yeah, you imply it. Yeah. Knee on belly when a pregnant woman. That's all I'm saying. 
I trained throughout my pregnancy, not throughout the whole pregnancy, but throughout a big chunk of it. And that was the main thing was just no knee on belly. So. Okay. That's actually something I wanted to ask you as well. Cause I saw you were uh, training while you were pregnant. Like how did the, did your training change much or did you just play guard and do fucking leg stuff and bear and ball who's all there or something? <laughs> I guess. Uh, I could still invert at 25 weeks. That was pretty impressive. I didn't think I'd be able to with like big bump and everything. Um, but no, I kind of just tried to train as normal as always, really. It was just making sure that I was flow rolling rather than having like heavier rounds just for safety. Um, but I was still trying to drill technique and roll and just stay as active as I could for as long as I could. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Now, okay. Uh, if anyone is, uh, you know, perused uh, BGJ subreddit you know you're gonna you're gonna see a few people having a few opinions about people training while they're pregnant and I fucking I fucking again I love and I hate the BGJ subreddit because you always find people with ridiculous opinions and you know even if they have normal opinions they just fucking scream them like a bunch of maniacs and like uh that's it I saw like this thread about oh training while you're pregnant and this one guy was one guy who was going on about it was like oh you know if you fucking train when you're pregnant, you fucking piece of shit. You know, you know how people are. People with their opinions. I fucked a lot of them. <laughs> you know. Uh, I had one of my training partners being like, "Do you reckon the baby will like absorb the jujitsu while it's in there?" And had like this whole conversation. It was brilliant. It was like the best conversation I've ever had. I absolutely loved it. But I think if you're active in a sport, you're gonna carry on training while you're pregnant. You see it with a lot of Olympians and stuff. I'm not saying that I'm anywhere near Olympic standard because I'm not, but. If you well, I'm just saying you could beat up a lot of them because unless it's the judo kids or <laughs> the wrestlers, you know, but like, you know, you could fucking put a track runner in a heel and break her fucking leg off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, I think as long as you're being sensible about it, I don't see what the problem is. Like, I wasn't jumping in and rolling with brand new white belts who don't know what they're doing yet. I was making sure I was rolling with guys that I've been training with for years. They've trained with me after pregnancy before, after my middle one. So I knew I was safe and I was covered. So it was all good. Mm, that's good so guys so fat guys with big bellies if a pregnant woman can do barambolas and inverts you know you kind of can't be saying it's a fucking small person move now so you know get your fucking act together <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm saying okay so before we get into all the talk about en- enyo and uh the promotion i want to know about what about know about you want to peel back the layers man <laughs> okay so <clears throat> So, like, how did you first start jiu-jitsu anyway? And how long have you been training? Did you train anything before starting jiu-jitsu? Um, I've always kind of done contact sports, I guess. I did, like, American football for a bit. Um, I've done Muay Thai. I did a bit of kickboxing. Um, I've always just been a really active person anyway, ever since I was little. But, yeah, the jiu-jitsu thing was actually when me and my husband got together. Um, he stopped doing Thai boxing, wanted to find something else, went into jiu-jitsu kept trying to tell me to try it and I was like no I'm all right don't don't need sweaty men on top of me doesn't really appeal I'm good uh after about a year he was like come on just try a class just give it a go so I did learn how to bow and arrow someone in my first class and I was like yeah I could do this (laughs) and I've kind of been stuck at it since I think it's like I want to say eight years I could be wrong but eight years sounds about right maybe a little bit more Mm. You see, like, uh, let's see, how about you, uh, what's it called? Like, how long were you training before you had the first kid? And is that how you measure how long you've been training? It's like, I was training X amount of time when I had the first kid. 
excellent time when I had the second kid. <laughs> That's a good point, actually, because, yeah, what I trained a year. I trained a year, hurt my foot, and then got pregnant because um, everyone made the joke of, well, I guess we know what you did to keep busy while you couldn't train then. And I was like, thanks, guys. Um... <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's very good. Yeah, it's about, yeah, it's about eight years because she's going to be seven in August. So, yeah. Oh, nice. That's good. So what's it called? Um, what's, it called? what's your early, like, besides uh, nearly killing someone with a bow and arrow, what's like your earliest memory of your, of your, your early years of jiu-jitsu? Um, I guess just, I don't know really. I just, I just trained as much as I could. At first it was like, I'd only ever really do the no-gi classes. My husband would do the gi classes so that we could make sure we both got a chance to train. Um, I was the only girl for a lot of it. Like we did have a like a few girls come in and stay with us for like months at a time. Like if they were here for uni or whatever. Um, but yeah, I was there the whole time. So that was pretty nuts. Um, cause I think there's only one other girl there when I first started and then she left not long after I started. So yeah, I just remember getting smushed by a lot of big people and thinking, I don't want you to smush me anymore. I want to catch you. And that was pretty much my only, my only goal. So <laughs> uh, if only buggy chokes were popular back then, cause you know, a lot of those guys would have you know not been smushing you then cause they would have been scared of a buggy choke. <laughs> exactly. That would have been delightful. Hmm. Oh, okay. Quick aside. What will the person, if anyone hits a buggy choke at the next Enyo, will they, will they, will, will they win anything nice? Will they win a nice fucking rash guard that says buggy on the back of it or something? It says buggy on the back of it. Um, I don't know. I hadn't even really thought about it. Could do. Could just be like, if you, ca- if you catch buggy choke, finish someone with it, you can get a rash guard and a t-shirt. We'll figure something out. <laughs> figure I'm something out. I'm on a plastic bug statue because you're, it's the buggy choke. That'd be pretty cool. Or how about you win like a little stroller? You just get one of the old buggies out of the fucking attic and say, here, here's a buggy or a stroller because we call them buggies in Ireland. I don't know if that would go down very well. <laughs> it's funny. You know, you can wheel someone out in the buggy after they get choked and conscious of the buggy choked to just add to the humiliation. <laughs> oh my God. That's that is horrible. Should have tapped, bro. <laughs> okay, no joke. I was refereeing at a competition there a couple months ago. First, like this third or fourth match, this guy got put out with a boogie choke and he was just folded. Oh, damn. <laughs> Should have tapped, bro. Damn, I have hate, like, I remember putting one of my friends out for the first time and it was like the scariest thing because I'd never done that to anyone before. And, um, yeah, he, I was bow and arrowing him, funnily enough, and he didn't tap. But it was just, it was just me and him in the gym. And he's like this six foot four big guy and he goes out and I'm like, ah freaking out that he's passed out and I'm there being like come on mate wake up and he just opens his eyes and goes you're right mate <laughs> I, just, I just like that he's just like right mate he's like yeah I thought you were dead so I'm not alright I know he's like oh dude did I go out and I'm like yes you went out please don't do that again and I think like, that's not cool that's not cool that's not cool bro so he'd be just like oh it's just a prank bro I was like it's not a funny one hadn't been training that long so like yeah it freaked me out mm-hmm I get you, man. So, have you competed much? And if so, how long uh, were you training before you decided to compete? Um, I competed a fair bit at white and blue. Um, I think I only, I must have only been training about maybe six months or so when I did my first competition. But it wasn't even planned. So, 
I turned up with my kit. A bunch of our mates were from the gym. We were all competing as well. And my husband was like, bring your kit. You never know. And I was like, okay. Didn't know that was a thing. Um, turned up, asked if there were any women there. And they were like, no. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm not competing then. That's fine. Um, and then I think it was like a couple of hours later, someone turned up. And they were like, cool, there's a woman here for you if you want to compete. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, was she your same size, same weight, same belts? Uh, she was a lot bigger than me. She was a lot bigger than me. Um, I ended up, to be fair, it was pure luck that I won it. Um, we were like dragging each other around. I remember us falling to the floor and me just scrambling to get on top to be like, I can't let her on top of me. Um and then I, Ezekiel choked her because John taught it to me in the car on the way there. In the car. In the car. In the car on the way there. I was like, what's that choke again? And he, yeah, he taught me it in the car on the way there. So. That reminds me, I was on a night out with these people I knew who'd done jiu-jitsu and we were talking in the bus to go to the, go to this fucking club about Ezekiel choke because they, most of these guys trained all no gi and I was talking to their coach he trained a little bit of gi and we were talking about Ezekiel chokes and he fucking Ezekiel choked me on the bus just to show them what the deal was and it looked so silly oh god <laughs> that was a while ago fucking hell that was, I forgot all about that until you mentioned it there that was a while ago damn yeah, yeah. Would... I've not had to compete at purple yet I got my purple what twos maybe i'm so bad with times like working out um but obviously like covid and all of that lot so competitions weren't really happening much and then they did open up again and i've just i need to drop weight to have someone in my category basically i need i need to cut so yeah i've not had the opportunity to yet but hopefully soon mm, that's not gonna cut it here <laughs> ah sorry like i said comedy podcast <laughs> Oh well, I hope you can get some more, get some competitions in a purple. Or I don't know, you could just be, you know, very egotistical and give yourself a match on the next card. Then you know, I imagine that. Oh. People ask me that. I've had loads of people ask if I'll fight on Enyo, and I'm like, no, not, not at all. Like with, granted, on the night, there's not a lot for me to do because I've got people doing certain things. Um. But I'd like to make sure, like, I'm about in case things are needed, if I need to jump in anywhere. And I like to play an active role. So the thought of then, like, trying to gear myself up to compete at the same time. like, And I don't like competing anyway. Like, I do it because I feel like it's good to compete at each belt and to challenge myself. Um, but I'm not a heavy competitor. I'm not a high-level competitor. Um, so, yeah, the thought of competing where I'm being filmed and have hundreds of people watching does not appeal to me at all. Plus, you'll have all the people coming out of the woodwork be like, oh, you give yourself a match in your own thing? <laughs> you know, like, you know, people be like, okay, I, there's actually two guys I know in Ireland. Okay, they have, they they both have their own things. They both have, like, promotions, but they don't put themselves on it. They're like, look, I'll give you a match on my promotion. You give me a match on yours. We then will avoid all this fucking thing of, oh, you only give yourself a match in that because uh, you run it. Uh, you know, you know, fucking pe- people just love shitting on each other. Yeah, definitely, exactly. So, I'd, yeah, I'm happy just being behind the scenes at the show and letting the letting the other ladies show their stuff. Mm. Uh, and a special mention goes out to your, uh, Daniel Strauss because whenever, okay, whenever he's on your fucking commentary thing and he has those fucking shirts because I saw him at Polaris there and he had the fucking he had this shirt and 
I was going to wear this gaudy shirt because I knew he'd be there and I forgot. And then I saw him because I had him on the podcast before. I was like, bro, you might not remember me, but uh, I was going to wear a gaudy shirt today. And he's like, oh, dude, I remember you. It was the whole fucking thing. I was like, man, why can't I ever just remember my gaudy shirts? He always wears the most fabulous shirts. It cracks me up. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, his con- having him on comms, just I absolutely love having him on comms. He's so good. But then I also like the fact that my six-year-old mocks him for it as well. So <laughs> we were watching Polaris from home and she was just sat there being like, oh my God, would he just stop talking? And I was like, don't say that. What are you talking about? Well, she starts doing her own comms off of her tablet when she's at NEO to try and like copy him and join in with him, which cracks me up. Oh, that's fucking funny. You know, how about this? Is like, guys, there's like, how about you You put in a section? It's like, oh yeah, um... If you pay this much, you get a ticket. You can sit in the front row. If you pay this much, you get like a t-shirt and a ticket here. If you pay this much, you get the commentary from both Dan and the six-year-old. <laughs> oh, God, I don't know if you'd want the commentary from the six-year-old. Well, it can't be any worse then. So there is this one uh, promotion here in Ireland. Uh, they're coming back there, but they were the only ones running during COVID. They'd run one match at a time. You know, it was very like above board sort of affair, but they could only do one match at a time because of COVID. And my friend uh, put a guy out with a fucking baseball bat choke from bottom side control. And the guy on the commentary booth, they had two guys, a guy who done jiu-jitsu and a guy who didn't. He like he was just a gah commentator. And he's like, ah, oh, yes, your man won by some sort of strangulation. Yes. Like, very insightful, bro. It's very insightful. <laughs> some type of strangulation. That's like an in-joke of my friend for years. Commentary is like a whole skill in itself. Like, I, there's no way I could do it at all it's like refing as well like i've done a referee course but i would never want to be a ref i did it so that i could up my own knowledge um and so it can like inform my coaching a bit more but i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to do comms like the amount of concentration and everything and i'm too much of a space cadet sometimes i'd get distracted so no, I only really, I'd only really ref for like sub only thing because like I fucking hate points. And then if you give points here, if you're like, oh, you fucking didn't give points here, blah, 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 blah. it's like, man, shut the fuck up, you know. No. <laughs> you know. Well, that's why you run the best. That's why you have the best rule set where it's sub only and uh, points can can go suck one. You know, it's you know they can fuck right off. I feel like sub only is like more exciting, especially like I find the women don't stall as much. Not saying that all guys stall because they don't. I'm going to get crucified for that now. Um, well, you know, you got to last a lot of your championship match, so you got to stop. But I find that, I don't know why, but I find that the girls, they just kind of just go at each other. It's like, no, I'm going to go for that sub. And they're so active and so aggressive. So their matches always end up really exciting. Uh, is there any particular matches that have stood out to you in the past few events? Like, you know, whether, you know, where do you want to, you know, I know we don't want to play favourites, but... Actually, I do want to play favorites, pick a favorite. <laughs> What's like your favorite match from each event? Like the first one, the second one, the third, and oh, wait, the third one hasn't happened yet. And then what were they? Can... Um, Gammy and Amanda on the last one was really good. Mm. Really, um, because they're good friends as well, and they got a bit of stick being like, "Well, you guys are mates. Why are you competing against each other?" And they're like, "Because we're still going to go for it. Like, why? Why wouldn't you?" Um, yeah, like. Yeah, but it was so active and it's like everything they were doing was brilliant. I absolutely loved it. Um, some kids match it as well, man. They freak me out. 
the way they move and stuff like that. I'm like, just give you a few years when, and you're an adult. You're just going to be even more unstoppable. It's crazy. So, like, Mally is absolutely nuts. Like, what I love watching her compete. Um, Lexi as well. She's she's totally come into her own. A little bit fine because she's one of my students. So I love her to pieces. But, um, yeah, she's totally come into her own now with competing and stuff like that and really pushing herself. So it was awesome to see her. Like go out there and smash it. So yeah. Mm. Uh, that personal. Uh, okay, I've said this before. My favorite match from the last event was uh was was Lana versus Eva. You know, I just thought that armbar was fucking really good. Plus, I had a lot on the podcast, and you know, so you know, gotta. I'm not being forced to say that. I swear. I actually, I actually really like that match. <laughs> I swear, I'm not being forced to say that. But no, like all the matches, they always just end up being so exciting. Um. Like I say, all the girls just seem to really bring it when they're on the show, which is great. Um, and it really showcases their skills really well. Mm. Uh, when did you first decide to start doing any of, you know, did you just be, did you just be, you know, you see all the, did you see all the events in the UK? But like, these are all men, so I'm going to do an all women's one because I'm a sexist, but the opposite sort of sexist, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm totally just discriminating against men. Um, yeah, we had, we had a great conversation with this before the thing that, you know, that you just hate men and, you know, you're just evil and... No. pretty much yeah that describes me to a t um <laughs> no i just so it's been something i've been thinking about for a while i mean i was running rain of fightwear for a while um and i wanted to do that to give back to the women's community more because i couldn't find kit that i liked so i was like right i'll give it a try see what happens um but then yeah i was looking at all the competitions around the country and i just wanted more of a platform for women Basically, I wanted there to be more of a platform, more opportunity, um, especially when you see comps come up where it's like the guys will have a prize fund, but the women won't. And I do understand to an extent why there's going to be a bit of a shift because of numbers and stuff. But like, although I'm not a heavy competitor, it's like so the guys that I coach can go and compete and win prize money. But if I go and compete, I don't, even if I'm on the same comp. Like, so, yeah, I was just like, screw it. Let's just. Give give it a go and see see what happens. But it's been something I've been thinking about for a long time, and then obviously COVID happened, so that got stopped with it. Um, and then as everything started to lift, I was like, okay, let's screw it, let's just do it, let's just do it and see what happens. Because the worst that's going to happen is it doesn't work, and then it was like, well, at least I tried. So, mm. no, that's fair enough. And uh, like I said this on the la- on the podcast, Atlanta, but like you know, I respect that you you know instead of okay. This isn't just a woman thing. So before people think, oh, this is a woman thing where, you know, a lot of people would complain instead of, you know, being like, oh, there's not enough women on this card, not enough women on that card or blah, 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 all this shit. You know, fine, fair enough. You know, that could, that's valid, cool, grand. But they wouldn't do anything about it. But like, you know, fair play to actually, you know, being like, oh, I'm going to do something about it instead of complaining. Yeah, I'm I'm very much a doer, I guess. Like if I if I get an idea in my head, I'm like, right, I need to, I'm just going to go for it and just, just see what happens. And yeah, it was something that was bugging me quite a bit. Um, but it's weird because not for me. It doesn't bug me for me personally in a way because like I could say I'm not a heavy high-level competitor. I don't compete all the time. Um, but I have a lot of friends that do and it bugs me for them because it's like they're putting themselves out there. They're pushing themselves all the time and they're not getting the same opportunities that some guys the same level would get. So I was like, right, let's just, let's do this. And in turn, it's not just going to like 
inspire other women coming up through the sport and be like, oh shit, we've actually got like a chance of being on these shows and having an opportunity to get seen if we get to a certain standard. It inspires the younger ones as well. And being able to have like the younger girls on the show is awesome. And I've had little ones come up to me at the show being like, this is amazing. I absolutely love it. And then parents messaging me after being like, that's it. My kid wants to like compete. You've really inspired them. And to me, that's awesome. Um, I think it's good. Mm. Uh, you know, it's only, a, it's only a positive thing. You know, there's no, no, there's no downsides really. Besides the fact that your age is sexist and there's no men under this. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. I know, right? It's just disgusting. I don't know what I was thinking. Disgusting. <laughs> okay. Uh, why? Okay. I, I think I remember the reason why. I think I remember this, but like uh, just for the for the one listener, or sorry, the two listeners, <laughs> is uh, why is it called Enyo anyway? Um, why is it called Enyo? A good night of rum and Google. No, we. Uh, I was just trying to come up with a different name, um, and it's hard to come up with a name for anything. Like, if if you have kids, it is hard to come up with a name for your child that you don't hate because you associate certain names with certain people and stuff like that. So it was trying to come up with a powerful name but that wasn't mega obvious. Um, for example, like Medusa. They've got the Medusa one in America, which is awesome and it's great and I love the logo and everything. But I was like, it's very nail on the head. So I kind of wanted something that was a little bit not so obvious. Um so Enyo is one of the Greek gods of war. It's one of their lesser known goddesses and she is the bringer of bloodshed and destruction. And I was like, cool, that'll do. That'll do indeed. That's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> bloodshed and destruction. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite fitting. But no, plus it's short enough. It's, it's just one one little tiny word, four letters. It's not like... Um, you don't, plus if you're typing it, you know, trying to find stuff, trying to type fucking these long ass promotions, you know, some, you know, if you type, you know, I know some people, okay, I can't fucking spell like I type, so typing in, you know, takes two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> this is just me. It's just short and sweet, but it still has a meaning behind it, but it's not a mega obvious one. Mm. So. Plus I like the logo. It's like nice, sleek and simple, you know, it's not like gaudy or over-designed. Oh, uh, that's, that's a big shout out to Whiskey Wolf for that one, because, uh. He's a good, Rich is a good friend of mine. And I was like, I've got this idea. Can you help me with a logo? And he was like, yeah, I got you. And within like hours, he'd just sent me stuff and was like, what do you like? It was amazing. So yeah. And he no. does our t-shirts for us as well. No, it can't put a price on a good logo guy. Definitely. Uh, so like, how do you, th- how do you feel like it's been received? Do you think people are, you know, you know, cause obviously, you know, people are liking it and wanting to wanting to be on it and you know i say your dms are flooded like can i be on it can i be on it? all this stuff you know but like how, how do you feel like it's been received um i think it's been received really well i mean i know whenever you do anything you're always going to have people that judge what you do so i generally steer clear from stuff like that but so far i haven't really had anything negative come back which is great um for me, the hard bit is the fact that we we have got so many women that want to be on the show um, from all over the world as well. So the hard bit for us is being such a new promotion that I can't just fly everyone who wants to be out here, out here and put them all up in a hotel and then pay for this. And pay for... I would love to. That is that is the dream is to get to a point where I'm big enough where I can be like, I want you on the show. I'm going to fly you out and put you up and all of this. Um, so that's the aim. But yeah. 
I think I think it's been well received. I hope it's been well received. Um, it's very much a a labour of love, I guess, because everything just goes straight back into the show. Um, so yeah. No, no, that's good to hear. Like you know, everyone I've talked to has enjoyed this, and you know, you know, we're all looking forward to the next event and stuff. Like, how do you actually go about picking people? Like, say, uh, you know, say, you know, random blue belt girl number seventy three uh, texts you, and you're like, hmm. Random Blue Belt Girl 73 is actually showing promise. I'll get her on. Like, how do you actually pick people to be on the show? So it's a mix of stuff, really. Like, obviously, if you're smashing it a comp and you're getting golds and all of this, that's amazing. Like, you're an active competitor. Being an active competitor is the main part. Like, to have someone on that's never competed before and then suddenly shove you on a big mat in front of hundreds of people in a camera, that could go one of two ways. Um, so having people that are active competitors is definitely a big yes. Um, but being an exciting competitor as well, I think. So that's why I like to watch people's comp footage too, if I can. So if people message me, I will have like a quick troll through their Instagram, see if they've got any comp footage on there or if they send me any, I'll have a look at it and, and stuff because I mean, you could be winning every gold going but then you could be not very enjoyable to watch. Mm. So it's, it's, that, it's that hard balance because it's like you want people that are smashing it, absolutely, but you also want people that are going to be exciting to watch as well. Um, but it's not just me that makes the decision. It doesn't all just fall on me. Um, there's me, I've got Angelica, um, and I've got like a couple of other people as well that will like, we all get names sent to us and then we all kind of, we talk about it, go through it look at who we could potentially match them with that would could be an exciting match and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's a long process. Mm. No, that's good. That's good to hear that it's, you know, plus, you know, it's like you said, if people are boring to watch, like, you know, it's like, okay, you won this, but you won all your matches by fucking referee's decision. So, no, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you want it, you want it to be exciting. Um, but it's tough because if I could, I'd put everyone on. The amount of people that I've had message me, like, the softer side of me is like, but I just want to put everyone on the show. Like, I just want everyone to have a chance. But at the same time, I need to think, I do have to think of it from a business perspective as well. Yeah. Uh, and what's going to be good for the show and what viewers are going to enjoy, whether they're there in person or whether they are watching through the pay-per-view. So. Mm. No, I get you. It's funny when you said it can either go one or two ways if you just plop someone on them because it's actually ridiculous because, okay, this is just me. I've been on a few of these uh, invitational things here in Ireland and okay, I get so fucking nervous for tournaments. I'm always shitting it. And then like, you know, sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. But every time I got into one of these invitationals, like I'm just so chill and like I'm a bit of a showman. So like when I go on the mats, like, you know, fucking you know, I'm a bit of a showman. So like I do better with, you know, when all the cameras and shit because I don't know, I'm a fucking, what's the word? Oh, narcissist. That's it. Narcissist. <laughs> That's See, I'm the opposite. Like a lot of, pictures and stuff of me if I've won a match and my arms being raised my head is usually down or I'm you can just see that I look absolutely exhausted and I'm just kind of there looking all like mm. um I'm not one of these people that's like yes I won and both my arms are in the air and I'm cheering and stuff like that I just that kind of attention I, d I don't know it just it freaks me out like doing the podcasts freak me out I've been freaking out about it because I just yeah I don't like being interviewed I just don't <laughs> I'm, well, I'm gonna do the wrong thing, and I'm gonna screw it up. And I'm a massive overthinker, so yeah, it just 
I stress myself out more than I need to, I think. No, mm. <laughs> we are like fucking hell. Overthinking is, uh, if overthinking was Olympic sports, I think we'd both be uh, gold medalists in it. Oh yeah, we'd be up there for sure. <laughs> mm. We might even have goat status, you know, be the greatest. <laughs> Get out. Uh, do you have any plans to expand the fucking, um, the next events? Like maybe do like an invitational tournament or something, or do you just prefer having like single matches? Or like, no, how would you? I mean, we've been looking at all sorts of ideas. Obviously, the whole Grand Prix thing's really popular. Um, we've also been looking at some other formats that we could do as well to just next level it and mix things up a bit. So it's not just the same format every time. Um, so yeah, we've hopefully got some big things coming. Which if it... can you give him? Did you give us a hint? Or ah oh, man, I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, think we're good i think we might be announcing stuff at enyo three i think we're announcing stuff then mm. can you not give me a hint off air afterwards <laughs> maybe i'm working uh, okay. but yeah, no it's but no it's big exciting stuff um yeah and i say i just i just want to grow the show for for the ladies out there that compete as as cheesy as that sounds um I want to be able to support and help as much as I can, which is why I do the open mats and stuff as well. Just so then we can just spread the love, get more women out there competing, winning some dollar, you know. Well, that's good. Or uh, what's it called? Oh, I have an idea. You should get plaques made for every event. Like, uh, what's it? Submission of the night, uh, match of the night, scramble of the night, because scrambles... Ooh, scramble of the night would be a good one. That's good. I like that one. Because, you know, you can have like a little fucking 20 second scramble of back and forth where it's just fucking very good. But it doesn't necessarily lead to like, you know, submission of the night. But like, you know, you know, you can you see how crazy back and forth stuff. Like scrambling and going for each other's legs and for their back and stuff like that. It's fun to watch. It's good to watch. So, mm. And, uh, you know, best dress of the night, which, you know, if we're retroactively, you know, rewarding that, you got to give it to Lana for the pink set. But like, you know, that was a pretty good set. That was a pretty powerful set. For sure. Yeah, I actually got that one, but in minty green, because like, okay, I'm a bit weird and I have weird sets, but I don't think I, I'm going to pull off a pink fucking Nogi set just yet. Brand is it? It's a uh, Suave. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. No, because my kid just got a mint green set and I was like, oh, which brand is it again? But I think hers is rain. So. Nah, my one's a uh, fucking Suave. It still says 10 Planet London on the back because like, um, you know, uh, what's it called? She was texting them, like, "Oh, could you make him the green one?" He's like, "Oh, what gym is he?" He's like, "Oh, like on ten planets, grand, whatever. Who cares?" Amazing. Yeah. And then my coach fought the guy from Ten Planet London on Polaris, just there. So that was just a funny fucking small world. <laughs> small world. Okay, so Josie, I got a section here of the podcast called a round of specifics. Just a bunch of random questions. Some about jiu-jitsu, some art about jiu-jitsu. So, do you want to do a round of specifics? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. Do you have any nicknames for moves or positions in your gym that are just fucking weird or strange? Don't think... No, I don't think I've got any nicknames for any moves. I used to when I first started. It'd be like, yeah, the spinny spinny thing because I couldn't remember the name of anything. But now I don't think I've got any nicknames for anything. Oh man. Or, you know, in-jokes for, like, things in the gym. Like, uh, I say grippage a lot. I used to call the Uchi Mata to kicky-backy sweep because you'd be kicking back, so kicky-backy. Uh, 
a few of them were being absolute assholes the other day because I do the yoga for BJJ and we were doing a cool down and they were like, huh, should we start calling it yoga? And I was like, if you start doing that, I will hurt all of you. Like that, please don't, don't call it yoga. Listeners, please text Josie asking about yoga. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably like the only thing. One of my teammates calls me Doris a lot, always has done. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I I quite like it, to be fair. And I like that it confuses new members that come in that I introduce myself as Joe or Josie and then he shouts Doris and I turn around. So, yeah. So, Doris, what is your preferred rule set for competing? Like, I know you you have the sub-only thing, but do you like, when you're competing, do you prefer sub-only as well? Uh, yeah, I, I'm much more of a submission hunter. I'm shit with points. I'd rather sub you than, yeah, rack up points. So. Mm. You know, unless it's like 30 points or something, because one of my friends, he won a match by 28-0 one time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, at that point, if you're outscoring someone 28-0, you probably should just submit them. Like, come on, you know, come on, stop, stop toying yeah. with them. Yeah, exactly. Now you're just like a cat with a mouse. Like, you're just playing with them. Mm. Okay, so besides, you know, oh, sorry. Uh, what would you say is the biggest flaw in modern grappling, whether it's, you know, can, a competing thing or... Okay. <laughs> okay, you made a face there. So what is the biggest flaw in modern grappling? Besides the fact no one can wrestle. I don't... Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I don't... I don't know. The biggest flaw. The biggest... See that? Overthinking it. I'm massively overthinking it. Big, I was like, the first thing that comes to mind when I said that. Like, just in general. The first thing that comes to your mind when I say that. Biggest flaw in modern grappling. Uh, not enough sport for women. <laughs> that was such an easy way out. Um, I don't know, really. Because I think, actually, the whole leg lock thing. Not that it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Leg locks are good. I'm meaning as in, like, it's a shame that it's become such a big thing now because I would have much preferred to have started doing it a long time ago because now I keep getting caught by people that haven't been training as long as me fucking leg locks and it pisses me off yeah yeah I used to do that a lot of white belts like a foot lock like a lot of blue belts and maybe the odd purple belts and you know you could see the look in their eyes like you motherfucker yeah motherfucker yeah. That. but I guess that's the biggest flaw in my own jiu-jitsu rather than just jiu-jitsu mm. so. do more leg shit then bro don't you like that? <laughs> that I was literally talking to one of my teammates just now, and I was like, "So we're gonna start doing more leg stuff, yeah?" And he was like, "Yeah, thanks, mate." Yeah. Either. Besides, you know, like you know, I think it's useful because, like, um, you know, I re that's why I really like positional training because, like, you know, it, say you're in a round and someone, you know, takes you down, past your guard, takes your back and chokes you, fucking rear naked choke. Yeah, you know, that's not good because you got taken down, your guard passed, back taken, choked. Not good. But if you just start on the back who really gives a shit you know you're gonna get fucking choked if someone's on your back and you start on your back this is the way it is same thing with the leg locks like if you start and saddle you're probably gonna get heel hooked you know so it's not really you know who cares like fuck it be grand <laughs> or you know if you're like me you can do a ridiculous saddle escape and ninja roll them just to fucking style on them See, at the moment, I've got no core at all after having a C-section. So I'm, like, trying to figure out how the hell my body works at the moment. Because I go to do stuff I was doing before I got pregnant. And I'm like, no, can't do that. Never mind. Try something else. Ooh, it's like, oh, maybe next time. Maybe in three to six business months. Exactly. Exactly that. Mm. I uh, Besides, obviously, besides your own 
high caliber Enyo event, which is I'm really looking forward to next one, by the way. Not sponsored, you know. <laughs> Uh, what is what? Are there any grappling shows that you really like? You know, besides besides your own, obviously. Well, obviously, I really enjoy Grapple Fest. Obviously, we have the same rule set. Um, they were a big support of me when I first started putting together Enyo and talked me through a lot of stuff, which was amazing. But um, no, I absolutely love their show as well. The matches are always fire, and I love the matchups. Um, I had Chris on the podcast as well, guys. Shameless plug. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Polaris as well. I've, I've support. I've always supported Polaris. I enjoy their shows. Um, it's always been the time that me and the other half get my parents to have the kids. We don't ask for babysitters often, but when Polaris is in town, we're like, "Cool, you guys go play with the grandparents. We're gonna go watch a show." Um, Did you go to the most recent one in London? Because I that was the first Polaris I went to. The most recent one. No, I was gutted. I really wanted to go. One of my teammates, Jack, was on it. Um, and uh, yeah, was that Jack from Ten Plan in London, or was it a different guy? Uh, from Phoenix. So Jack Gover, he was on there, and um, yeah, I was gutted. I really wanted to be up there to support, but little baby was still little, and I wasn't ready to send her to be babysat yet. And I felt really mean taking a newborn to a grappling show because there was they can get quite loud with like the intro music and stuff yeah. like that. So, but I watched from home. Yeah, well, if you look very closely, you can see me in one of the in the in the you know in in, in the things. Well, just go on there and start being all stalky, stalky. Like, where's the where's the fucking blonde guy? Where is he? There he is. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Or my favorite one. That was a good event. There was some fucking. I, I think this guy was drunk or he was a bit not mentally there. He was like screaming "beautiful" every two seconds. I don't know if you heard it. Do you remember that guy? Or he was talking no, to he, he was talking to Ethan Christine mid match like Ethan was looking up like talking to this guy when he was like whooping Nathan Orchard. Oh damn! No, I didn't catch that. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, rewatch the match; it'll be fucking. It's pretty funny. Mm. Oh, so here's a good one. This a uh, bit of a more of a negative thing. It's like, what's your most disliked thing about the BGJ community? Um. <laughs> you I know. I guess. Everyone likes to jump on each other and criticize each other a lot. Mm. I think. Like, yeah, that's it's pretty accurate. People, yeah. you know, like said, people like they love shitting on each other. Yeah, yeah, and I'm a bit like, uh, why? Just what? the whole like it's it's the whole keyboard warrior thing, isn't it? It's so easy to jump online and just be like, right, you're really shit. Rah, this is crap." Rah. Um, like we were saying earlier about like. You you can get loads of people complaining about something, but then they don't do anything about it. It's it's that kind of thing that that bugs me, I guess. Yeah. Or my favorite thing is okay. Say you post a picture of you like winning a medal. Like let's say you got a silver or a bronze. Like oh congrats, you fucking you lost someone. Or you say I got double silver at this one comp, but I put a picture of it. Like oh congratulations to losing to the same guy twice. And I just texted him back saying, okay, are you do you ne- have you never lost a match then you fucking troglodyte. <laughs> Exactly. It's just why, why shit on someone else's parade? Yeah. Like even Gordon Ryan, the best grappler around at the moment, he's lost matches. So like you know, guys, um, don't be getting notions. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fucking people being weird. Do you have any crazy competition stories besides the one where you rolled up and there wasn't a woman, then there was a woman, but she's way bigger than you, you know? And then you Ezekiel her. Any uh, crazy comp stories come to mind? Uh. Crazy ones. Oh, so it's it's not really crazy, but 
My husband always says it's that time I didn't let go when the girl tapped, which wasn't true. So <laughs> it was it. It was it. Chaos. I think it was in the absolute. Um, it was a tough match. I managed to get to her back. Uh, I hadn't realised I'd trapped both of her arms in putting on the rear naked choke. I'd somehow I knew I'd trapped one, but I didn't realise I'd trapped the other when I put the choke on. So the rep had to like jump in and be like stop. And I was like okay. Um, but yeah, he likes to be like, you know, that time that you didn't let go and someone tapped and I was like, that is not what happened. Stop trying to make you feel. No, you, you're a scoundrel. You should, you always respect Cap. You are a fucking piece of shit. The highest talent. <laughs> you don't deserve to have, to have a purple belt. Or to run a promotion. <laughs> like, I, I can't compete now if my kids are there. That's, that's a, because I, again, I was at chaos. I think it might have been that same one. Um, and it was my first time at Blue Belt. And I was in the middle of my match. And all I heard was my husband go, Effie, no. And I completely forgot what I was doing and looked up and behind me to make sure my toddler wasn't running onto the mat. And then suddenly was like, oh, shit, no, I need to like pay attention. Um, so, yeah. Mm. No, I get you. Fuck it. I had something funny, but then I forgot it. I slipped in my brain. Fucking hell, I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm much the same. I don't like having my family or my friends there when I'm competing. I just I'm just there with my teammates. It's just, it's just you know, a team thing like for me because, like, I, yeah, this is me. Yeah, it's just an added, added layer of pressure. I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's, let's not make this more stressful, this already stressful thing. Yeah, like, I'm not even too bothered with having lots of teammates there. Like, if they happen to be competing at the same time, then cool, that's great. And I think it's awesome when you do see big teams go off together and compete but for me personally i'm quite happy to like just sneak off and do a little competition and then like just kind of get out because like you say it's a whole pressure thing isn't it when i've got everyone there um that's what sucks about my first ever one we slapped hands bump fist and as we went to start they went no no no, something's wrong with the timer and i was like what and i looked up and then like my coach jimmy was me my whole team like matt side and then all of a sudden i was like oh no, nope, don't want to do this now. If I hadn't looked up, this would have been fine. <laughs> uh, my favorite. I love when they mess up on the timer because, okay, this is, a, this is a bit of a funny story. So I was at a competition with my friend. We were in the same division. I got bronze. He got gold. But then, uh, what's it called? Um, the guy he beat in the first round, I fought him. But then, okay, it's the match of 10 seconds long. Right? So this guy sat guard. It was Nogi. Sat guard on my friend. Without having a grip, my friend just stepped over and fucking armbarred him in ten seconds, and then they have to, they have to fucking do all their signals to the fucking hand to the fucking to the scorekeeper saying no, give this guy a penalty, and then that guy wins by submission. It took longer for them to fucking do all their handshakes than the match took. <laughs> uh, also, that same guy who sat out out of grip grabbed my fucking rash guard trying to collar drag me. I'm just like this to the ref. I'm like. The fuck, like this guy? Like, it was my fancy purple rash guard. I just got you, fucking troglodyte. Go ahead, you. I'd be at that same guy. I had him in side control. And he's fucking slapping me in the face, and then I took his back, and he's got to slap me in the face still. So I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Not combat jujitsu. You know, this is like that's another thing. Add some combat jujitsu matches because that'll be really funny. You know, like eh, slapping his. Watching the combat jujitsu, like, I do find it quite entertaining, <laughs> but 
But I think that's just because that's how, like, like me and my husband will roll and do stupid stuff like that, or like uh, me and a couple of my mates that roll, and then you'll just randomly like smack each other and then kind of carry on and just kind of irritate each other a bit, like in a playful manner. In a playful manner. Yeah. Or fucking okay, I used to roll with this girl, and she she do this just to annoy me because she knew it would fucking annoy the shit out of me. She'd like um. You know, try to blow raspberries on you. You know, like the thing, you get someone's belly and you go, you know, just annoy yeah. them. Yeah, she tried to do that to me with the roll just to fuck with me because it would distract me. And then she tried, like, fucking raspberry. I was like, what are you doing? Fucking weird up. Yeah, one of my teammates, um, when I've got the sides of my head freshly shaved, it's really, really smooth. So he'll purposefully, like, get me to a point where my arms are wrapped up and he'll, like, rub the side of my head. Or once, he kissed me on the forehead to be really packed and really gentle. <laughs> such an asshole the funny thing is if he hears this he'll know it's him that I'm talking about as well oh that's very very funny oh my god getting hills oh that's like how, how like what What was the lead up to that he's like oh I bet you think you're gonna sweep me Josie oh no you didn't ah, you didn't sweep me there we go no. just annoy you he's a He's to be fair to him. He's always been like one of my biggest supporters in the gym. Like when I first started training, he'd always be like, "Come and get some extra rounds with me on a Sunday," um, and like really pushed me and helped me. But it also means we've developed that kind of friendship where we'll do stuff to purposefully wind each other up. So that's that's all it was. It was just he was just decided to be a prick for that session. So yeah, no, that's fun. I love that shit. Okay, so uh, what would you say? is the funkiest bit of training gear you have, whether it's a crazy coloured gi, a ridiculous pair of shorts, or a gaudy rash guard. Funkiest. I've got my bright red gi from when I ran Rainer. Yeah, that's a nice one. I remember sending that, because that was a very, it was like burgundy-ish, right? Yeah, with like um, gold stitching and stuff on it. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, may or may not have sent that to a million people, be like, ooh, this. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, I like leopard print. I've got the Craig Jones leopard print rash guard. Uh, fuck Craig Jones. <laughs> that guy. Don't. I went. I teach at a school as well. I teach jiu-jitsu at a school for PE. And um, I went to pack that in my bag. And my husband was like, you can't wear that. Because it says fuck Craig Jones across the back of it. And I was like, oh shit. I actually, and it's the uncensored one probably. Because there's two of them. They sell the censored one with the asterisks. Or the uncensored one where it just says fuck Craig Jones. Exactly, and yeah, luckily he caught that before I did, otherwise that could have been quite bad. I probably would have lost some work. Um, to be fair, a lot of my stuff is black. The only question is how much black more black could it be, and the answer is none. No, exactly. Mm. But that's pretty much my whole wardrobe. Like, if I'm like, oh, where's my t-shirt? John's like, which one in the sea of black t-shirts that you have? And I'm like... The black Enyo t-shirt. No, the second black Enyo t-shirt. No, the second, second black Enyo t-shirt. Exactly. Exactly that. Like, honestly, you could, are you going to start selling t-shirts? Because, you know, a few people, I'd say, would really fucking want some of that. Because, you know, uh, you know, obviously, I have an Enyo t-shirt on, so I'm kind of biased because they're fucking... It's very comfy. I've had a few people ask me if they can buy them online. And part of me is tempted. And then the other part of me remembers how time-consuming it is to have an online retail business. And I don't particularly want to go back to that. You know, you can only just lease them out to fucking, you know, select individuals who have podcasts and share a lot of your fucking posts. Like this guy. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm, I might be nice to send you some. You never know. Guys, all you have to do is like and share and follow her and repost all her <laughs> stuff for like a year straight and then you might get a t-shirt. You know, you never know. Maybe. If you're lucky, you never know. Or you could just come to the show and get t-shirts. Mm. That you works know. too. No, that's, uh... We've got new rash guards as well for this one as well. I've got some new rash guards made. So guys, jump on that. Go get some rash guards and go get some shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you know obviously uh if you're thinking of, you know all the stuff be linked in the description if you want to get a get a ticket to the show you know if you were on the fence about going but this subpar podcast is the thing that tipped you over the link will be in the description if you're on the fence you're like i don't know i kind of i want to go see a jiu-jitsu event but i just hate women but your man has said that you should go i was like i don't know yeah. uh that's how egotistical i am i can get people to go to fucking events just by saying yeah go go just do it just do it just go get a rash guard like you know you get a goodie bag <laughs> fucking hell okay so joseph you got the last question there are you ready for the last question oh, maybe i don't know <laughs> so you actually i put the this is the best question i got from the i put up the instagram thing and it's from john challenge i think that's how you pronounce it oh yeah yeah you... my delightful husband oh john challenge that's a nonchalance that's pretty smart. So, you know. That's pretty smart. So, it's how big are her hands? <laughs> that's a strange question, but how big are your hands? Get out. I don't know how big my hands are. It's because I put up a picture once of my hand with my engagement ring on it, and two of my other friends are engaged, but their hands are way smaller, and I could stack them up my finger because their hands were so tiny. So I just hashtagged it something like big hands, little hands or something. And it was just a stupid thing that I put up. And then I started getting loads of creepy messages from people asking how big my hands were and if they could have more pictures and commenting on this picture. And instead of my delightful other half trying to shut it down or just ignoring it, he decided to encourage it more. Ah, uh, I like this man already. Some man for one man. <laughs> Such a prick. <laughs> that sounds like a delightful story. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, just be glad you didn't post any pictures of your feet. This is a good point, yeah. But then he was replying with like, oh, well, they're the per perfect size for my junk and stuff like that. And I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, bro. Dude. Oh, man. <laughs> like, it's like, is it? just be glad it isn't feet pictures because, okay, people who are into feet are fucking weird. I'm sorry. Like, I like leg locks much the next guy, but feet are weird. Feet are weird. I don't, I don't people that have a fear of feet. Like, I don't have a fear of feet, but I'd rather not have someone's feet, like, near my face or in my hands if I can avoid it. Unless it's a toehold or something. Yeah, but I'd, I'd still rather not. Like, for jiu-jitsu purposes, I'll do it, because if you get to that position, why wouldn't you? But... I'd still rather not have to hold someone's feet. Especially don't lick them, because that's fucking weird. Yeah, that is gross. Don't do that. Yeah, that's very that's very peculiar. No to anyone else out there that likes to do that, you do you. No judgment at all. But for me personally, no feet in my mouth. I'm good. You know, if you're winning a match by toehold, don't lick their toes to, like, seal the deal. That's, a, that's very strange, and you might get disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> but slightly. I think that's a rule. How would you deal if someone on Enyo was like toe-holding a girl and she licked her foot? Like, would you stop the match and be like, what? What are you doing? I 
I don't even know at this point. I'm not. <laughs> someone lick someone's toe on the fucking next event. Somebody, I will send one pound sterling to the first woman and then yo to lick someone's toe on its old. No, nobody do that, please. Nobody, <laughs> please, someone do that. If you want one pound, one singular solitary pound. No, two pounds. I'll give you three pounds. pounds. I'll give you three pounds if you don't do it. I give someone four pounds if they do. I can keep going all day, man. I gotta. I'm very responsible with my money, so I can go all day with, on this. Oh, that means I could get. That'd be good, actually. I could do that to you. Just get you to keep going. Just keep upping it. Just keep upping it. Yeah. So on that note, I think we're gonna end it there. So Josie, do you have any, any uh, accounts that you want to share or a plug or anything, you know, you know, dates for the next event or anything you want to say before we go? Um, I guess really it's just go and hit up all of our sponsors for sure. Like they're absolutely amazing. We couldn't put the show on without them. Um, so we've got like grappling industries. We've got Fortitude. We've got Rain, um, Pro Sport Grappling do some great events. We've got Inner Chimp, Major Fighters, Figure 8 is an awesome antibacterial soap which i actually personally use and i love it um we've got cbd organics australian girls and geese does awesome camps as well whiskey wolf who has done obviously our t-shirts and our logo designs then we've got attack the back who does all of our reels and videography and stuff and grapple culture who are doing our photography so mm. yeah oh that's great so guys uh so if you anything to say before we shoot off Not about, not about people's weird hands or feet. <laughs> not about weird hands or feet. Just, yeah, like, if you can support the show, even if that's just sharing posts and sharing content and stuff and liking posts, just support in any way you can. It's all massively appreciated. Because, um, like I say, it's not, it's not a huge team of people um, and it is very much a, a labour of love. So, yeah. Yeah, guys, who knows? You might even get a T-shirt off of it. <laughs> You know, if you're really funny about the shares, you know, like I am, you might get a t-shirt off it. <laughs> All right, so thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed. I'll see you in the next one. Adios.